Hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host Kieran Mack as always and delighted that you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. Now before we do get started I just want to wish everybody a Swadi Pimai, a happy Thai New Year. Hopefully if you're here in Thailand you're enjoying it, you're staying safe as well but you're enjoying the festivities of Songkran. Nevertheless before we do get into this uh, show Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you like listening on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where you will find a host of players that we're available on. And finally, if you do want to support the show, if you get some value, think we're doing a great job, you can always buy us a coffee on the Buy Me A Coffee link. That is down below in the description as well. Now, we have four stories for you today, so it's not going to be a super long show, and we'll just jump into them. Apple are in talks with suppliers to make MacBooks here in Thailand. Apple Incorporated is in talks with suppliers to make MacBooks in Thailand as the company continues to expand its manufacturing footprint outside of China, according to reports on Thursday. Suppliers who are participating in these talks have existing manufacturing complexes in Thailand for other clients and are discussing possible assembly and production of components and modules for MacBooks, sources from three suppliers directly involved with the conversation with Apple told Nikai. Apple did not immediately respond to a Reuters request for a comment. Apple and its key suppliers have been shifting production away from China as they seek to avoid a potential hit to businesses from mounting Sino-United States trade frictions. And it does seem to be the case among a lot of suppliers who are now trying to move away from this model of Chinese production and trying to move to different places. I know Mexico has become a a very big spot as well for a lot of US companies to have uh, things produced there and and manufactured there. So I think uh, COVID has, and of course the US-American trade disputes that they have from time to time and obviously political issues as well but a lot of companies I think especially during COVID kind of realized that you know having everything having all your manufacturing production done in China leaves you very exposed and vulnerable so yeah it seems Mac or Apple are certainly trying to think along those lines nevertheless we'll move on to our next story and it's a kind of an interesting one but nevertheless we'll talk about it after the PLTO threatens tourists with court duty if caught using illegal taxis The Phuket Land Transportation Office has reissued a notice threatening illegal taxi drivers with fines of up to 100,000 baht or even up to five years in jail if caught. The notice was posted late yesterday as Phuket enters the Songkran holiday period when Phuket is expected to reap more than 4.5 billion from tourists. In a rarity for the PLTO, the notice was posted in both Thai and English. The English version, verbatim, in full is as follows. Announcement of the Phuket Transport Office. Subject, using a private car to hire illegally. According to information from social media and complain about the use of personal cars to hire and pick up passengers illegally has caused controversy that causes trouble and affects to the occupation of legal public transport operators affects the image and reputation of the company. Phuket is known as a world-class tourist city. I don't know if that's true. Phuket Provincial Land Transport Office would like to announce for acknowledgement as follows. Using a private car to carry passengers by hire illegally, whether contracting the service through an application or by any means, if is an offence if you're caught. The Phuket Provincial Transport Office will proceed according to the regulations and consider penalties as provided by law in all cases. In the cases of an offence under the Transport Act BE2522 will be considered to be sent to the investigation officer to prosecute in accordance with the legal process. 
Now, for passengers should choose to hire a legal car, if choosing an illegal car, the passengers may not be covered in the event of an accident, or it may not be convenient by wasting their travel times and may be required to testify in court if the driver is detained and arraigned. However, can search for public car information as follows, and they leave a list of other things. Now, I don't know who on earth. Now, that is exactly, as I've read it, that is exactly how it's posted in English. I mean, it's just a mess. Surely somebody in the PLTO, in the Phuket PR, can speak decent enough English to be able to put together, you know, readable and legible paragraphs so that if you are threatening people with the idea that they may have to go to court to testify, that you might do it in a in a way that people could understand. I mean, Googling that and try and and trying to figure out what it said is going to be of no help whatsoever. So basically, what I have figured out what all this means is, basically, if you hire an illegal taxi, you could be end up in court and you will have to testify. So don't be getting into a legal taxi. So number one, how does a tourist know what the hell a legal and an illegal taxi is? If a tourist is here in the country, they're here for 10 days, two weeks. I mean, it's not up to them to know the ins and outs of the Phuket taxi system and what is legal and what's not legal. I mean, the, the idea that it's ridiculous. These people, sometimes I wonder, I mean, they must have forgotten that they had no tourists during COVID because they seem to be acting like tourists have been coming here for years and there was never an issue for the last three years. It's time these Phuket officials just shut up. Leave tourists alone. It's not their issue. The issue is firmly with the Phuket Land Transportation Office and these taxi drivers and the apps that they use. This is what the issue is. Leave the tourist and the person hiring the taxi alone. It's nothing to do with them. They're just trying to get from A to B. If you have an issue, and because the issue here seems to be the taxi mafia seem to have so much control on this island that they just can do whatever they want. And it seems that there's nobody willing to stand up to these mobsters and say enough is enough. We're going to open up the taxi system. We're going to just have meter taxis here in Phuket. We'll make it really simple. If you want to use Grab and whatnot, you can use that, but you have to be a registered taxi as well. Make it simple across the board. Then everybody knows. But of course, no, no, no. That's not what they'll do here now. They'll F about for another few years until finally somebody decides that something needs to be done. I always wonder why they just won't leave the tourist alone it's somehow their fault it's the tourist fault every time for taking the illegal taxi but nevertheless again it's the tourist fault on the next story too the governor targets tourist debts on motorbikes now this is also in Phuket the Phuket governor Narang Wunsi chaired a meeting yesterday to focus on the problem of rental operators renting out motorbikes to tourists who end up killed or maimed in motorbike accidents while on holiday in Phuket now, the aim of the meeting was to expedite efforts to resolve the problem, especially concerning motorbike operators renting out motorbikes to tourists after an increase in accidents, said an official report at the meeting. Present at the meeting was the vice governor and a whole bunch of other guys. At the meeting representing from the Prince of Songde University, Phuket campus presented statistics showing that road accidents in Phuket involving tourists were quite high, with tourists increasingly involved in accidents where the tourists were injured or killed. Governor Rang said the meeting discussed this time to listen to opinions of relevant government agencies, whether in the provincial transport, police, public health, disaster prevention and mitigation, and other agencies to find solutions to the problem of road accidents that have become increasingly statistically. As of the time of the meeting yesterday, in the previous two days, four people, tourists among them, have died in road accidents, with motorbikes being the most common vehicle involved. Of note, 
only earlier yesterday morning, Phuket officials named, namely from the Department of Disaster Prevention and Mitigation, reported zero deaths in Phuket from road accidents during the first day of the seven days of danger, that's what we're in at the moment, of the road and water safety campaign. While feedback and opinions from those present were uh, heard yesterday, the only result of the meeting was the same action that officials are already supposed to be taking, ensuring that rental operators do not rent vehicles out to tourists who do not have the correct license. People renting motorbikes without the correct license were unskilled causing the accidents said the report of the meeting. The province must have a way to solve problems by enforcing the law. Tourists who rent vehicles from rental operators must have a driver's license, etc., the report said. The province will set up a committee to come up with an action plan to solve the problem, to see concrete results, and to be able to reduce accidents for both tourists and local residents, the report concluded. So here we are yet again. We're back to the old motorbike, the tourists having the accidents, and how can we solve this? So I don't know... It seems to be, well, it seems to be above them, the idea of, of solving the problem. Because to me, it's not rocket science, right? So basically here in Phuket, you have loads of people just randomly buy three or four motorbikes and put them out on the road and say, I'm renting these. That's what happens, right? There's no real rules and regulations behind it, right? And then these people rent the bikes, brought back, recycled like this. So why don't you create an organization that is in charge of rentals, that oversees these rentals? And give people power to go and check. Because at the end of the day, a rental company, when you go there, they'll want to see your passport and your driving license. Okay, that's what they want to see. And they'll always take a copy of things, take a picture or a copy, and they should keep it on file. Because if you're a proper business, a registered business, by the way, this also has to be the thing. All these companies must be registered businesses paying taxes. And they have to follow the law. They have to get a business license and in order to be able to do this business. They have to have proper insurance for all their vehicles. And this needs to be put down. And they have to, you know, to be able to sign up to rent motorbikes, you have to be able to prove that all your motorbikes are insured. And then, when there's an accident on the road, when there's a death, it's up to the police then to say to the tourist, can I see your driving license? And if he goes, oh, well, I don't have a driving license, or he shows him an international driving license for a car, then he should be, the policeman should be able to go back to that guy, right, that renter, and say, can I see the documents for this guy with an accident with your bike? And sure enough, oh, well, he doesn't even have a motorbike license. And that's where you catch them. And you start fining these guys, and you start confiscating their bikes when they start breaking the rules, and you come down hard on them. Because at the end of the day, that's the only way you're going to stop it. I would say, and I, I, I don't have a number, but if we had 5,000 people, tourists on bikes, I'd say 4,900 of them probably, probably don't have a motorbike license and legally are allowed on the roads. When the police are setting up all these checkpoints around Phuket, how about you just start asking all the tourists for for your motorbike international license. You see, what I think is happening too is police just see the international license and they just wave them through. They think they're okay, but they're not because most people have no experiences on bikes. And that is the bottom line here. If you want to save lives, if you're really interested in doing, create rules and regulations, create an association, make these rental motorbike operators have to be legal businesses, have to be able to display a certain sticker on their door showing a certain number that they're legally able to rent motorbikes, that all their bikes are insured etc. I'm going to tell you a story before we go on to our next story about how ridiculous, right, the rental motorbike business is here in Thailand. During COVID, customers alike were about from Thailand and a woman, husband, she was here on holidays in Phuket and her husband went out for the day, went out for a little spin on the bike. You know, she was doing her thing. He was at, she, she was at the resort. She was doing her thing. He went out for a thing and he got hit by a car and he was killed. Tragic. On holidays, you know, an elderly couple, he's on a bike, you know, and hit by hit by a car, killed instantly. 
is absolutely terrible. Okay, but he did have no motorbike license, by the way. He had an international license for a car. So he wasn't skilled on the bike. He didn't know what he was doing. Heart went out to this lady who lost her husband while on holiday. Two days after the death of her husband, the motorbike rental guy comes up to the hotel demanding 60,000 baht from her for replacement of the motorbike. Now, when he was, when they said, where's your insurance? He said, oh, we don't, I don't have insurance on my motorbike. Oh, no have, no have. And they kept saying, she has to pay me now for this motorbike. So the hotel basically told him to go fuck off, get out of the hotel before he's thrown out and never to come back again. Because it's completely insensitive. But it just shows you that there is no regulation. These people who are renting motorbikes don't care about what they're doing. They don't service the bikes. They don't make sure, you know, there's no insurance when they take them out. You're not covered for anything. And once you're driving on an international car license, you're covered by nothing. Your insurance ain't going to cover you. The Thai insurance ain't going to cover you. Nothing's going to cover you. And I think we spoke about this in a show I did a few days ago. Look, getting on a motorbike in this country is the mo- one of the most, if not the most dangerous thing you can do if you are not a person who has ridden a motorbike before and are skilled in it. Because here in Phuket and other parts of Thailand, it is a very dangerous thing to do people die all the time and i don't know if i ever told you guys this when i moved to thailand in 2012 as i was coming from the airport going to the hotel that i was going to stay at for the first few days on my you know after i decided i'm moving to thailand for a year well, it was a year now we're still here the, one of the first things i saw on the way to that hotel was three people splattered on the road all on motorbikes trying to do a u-turn and got hit by a truck that was one of the first things i ever saw when i came to thailand i never seen anything like it it was like a shock for me to see something like that. It is the most dangerous country in the world for driving motorbikes and people need to be really careful about doing it. If you don't have the proper license, just why would you risk it? Anyway, that's just my bit on it. You guys have your opinion down below too, as always, because I know you will. And you guys write some great great stuff down there, right? And I read it all and you all have great opinions you've got. And I truly appreciate your comments. You know, you're a bunch of smart people out there too. Now, finally, we'll move on to the last story of today. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is optimistic about reaching long-haul markets target. Stronger air traffic in the summer with a projection of more than 98,000 flights should help long-haul markets to exceed 1 million visitors by the end of this year, according to the Tourism Authority of Thailand. Siriporn Chasamut, Tat Deputy Governor for Europe, Africa, Middle East and the Americas, God, he's got one long title, hasn't he? Said 98,625 flights scheduled between April and October exceeded the flight capacity of the previous low season. Typically, the cool season is the busiest period of year, particularly for long-haul markets. He said that these figures help confirm that even though the average airfare remained considerably higher than before COVID-19, tourism demand still kept growing from the final quarter of last year and the first quarter of this year. The number of flights in the past winter schedule resumed to just 60 to 70 percent of the corresponding period in 2019. However, the sign for summer was more positive as the resumption rate has improved to 70 to 80 percent of 2019 summer schedule, said Mr. Sarah Caporn. With the goal to help carriers boost the average load fare to 80%, he said the agency is preparing to extend cooperation with domestic airlines to create more seamless connectivity with international airlines. He said many international carriers have expressed interest in a co-chair partnership with airlines here in Thailand to enable passengers to be issued tickets just one time and connect without having to be separate domestic tickets upon arrival. 
The TAT will also sign a letter of intent with Ava Air to strengthen tourism promotional plans via the extensive global network of the airline, which has the potential to bring more direct flights from long-haul markets to Thailand. And, I mean, that seems to be the general trend. We are looking at, I think, more flights coming in the low season. Now, when they talk about these co-chairs, all fantastic. There's some airlines that you can always, you know, bank on. But do not do a co-chair with Thai VJet, because I can tell you my experience with them is either the flights are cancelled or they're always late taking off. Always. I have now decided I will never, ever book a flight with them. No matter what happens, I will never book a flight. But that in general. But yes, co-chairs are a good way for more airlines to have more connectivity, especially to, let's say, regional airports throughout the country, which I think also need to be kind of included in this overall uh, Thailand expansion plan. But nevertheless, that is it for today, folks. Thanks again for tuning in as always. Again, happy Songkran to everybody out there. Enjoy it and be safe as always. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.